Get to the Chopper presents the ZX Spectrum Podcast. Welcome to episode one of the ZX Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Godoy, and today I'm going to talk about the ZX Spectrum Podcast. So to start off the show then, I'll talk a little bit about myself and the history of the Specky, then I'll quickly explain the way the podcast is going to work. Right, so let me quickly introduce myself again. My name's Andy Godoy. I've been podcasting now for over 12 years. I've done podcasts with The Real Retromaniacs, 1HMPS, Retro Asylum, RGDS, Gets to the Chopper more currently. I've done loads of different podcasts, and in all of them, I've always talked about the ZX Spectrum. And it got me thinking, I've never actually done a standalone podcast on the ZX Spectrum. Why? I have no idea. Uh, the Speccy is my favorite computer ever. I still play it to this day. And yeah, so this is it. It's going to happen. It's going to be a ZX Spectrum podcast. So, okay, a little bit of history with me and the Speccy, and then I'll talk a little bit about uh, how the podcast is going to work. Then. So, I must have got my first Specky then when I was about nine years old. Now, interestingly enough, I've told this story many a times on other podcasts, but I wanted a Commodore 64. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I asked my mom and dad that I wanted a Commodore 64 for Christmas because like my friends had it. I loved the SID chip. I loved the graphics. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people at the time didn't really give the Specky enough sort of like credit. Well, especially where I, in my school, it was more so the Commodore 64 and uh, maybe sometimes the Amstrad. A lot of the main talk was that it's got no color. It's got color clash. Uh, things are monochrome. The sound's not that great. So yeah, I had my heart set on a Commodore 64. That Christmas came along. Opened up my present. It was a ZX Spectrum Plus 2. Now, I've got to admit, to this day, I still have never owned a 48K ZX Spectrum. You know, the rubber keyed one. And hopefully that will change as this podcast goes along. I probably will want to get one just for the sake of actually owning a piece of history. I want to say history. The Specky's been around for over 30 years. And the Spectrum Plus 2 was like when Amstrad had taken over. So it was a nice model, basically. It, you know, it had the built-in cassette player. It also had the two joystick ports, and it also had a 128K. So in my opinion, it was a great improvement. And uh, I, I was super happy. At first, you know, the games that came bundled with it were games like Treasure Island, um, Crazy Golf, Punchy... Disco Dan, and a few other games. and Some of them were good, some of them weren't that great, but I was just happy that I had my own computer. And you know what? 
I grew to love my Specky. I defended it to the ends of the earth, you know, when C64 fans and Amstrad fans would mock me for it. I'd be like, nope, I love this computer. So the first game then I got for my Specky then was probably Scumble. Um, it was like, you know, a budget game, Mastertronic, I think it was. And then after that, I must have got like a Dizzy on the ZX Spectrum. Now, throughout this series of, you know, the podcast, I will be talking about loads of budget games, loads of full price games, you know, companies like Mastertronic, Firebird, Codemasters, Ocean. There's so many. And this is the reason why I want to do this podcast, because there's so many games that I love playing that I want to talk about. There's so many games that I haven't played. There's so many games that are still being made to this day. There's also the ZX Spectrum Next. So this Becky is still alive, still going strong. And if you had said to me, well, when I was nine years old, that when you were 42, you're still going to be playing the Specky, I would not believe you. I honestly wouldn't. So yeah, I, I love the Specky. Uh, I've got to admit, uh, some of my favorite games are like Dizzy, Where the Exploding Fist. Uh, I love like a lot of the arcade conversions by Ocean, Chase HQ. Um, you know, there's so many type of games that you've got some good like beat 'em ups as well. And the Specky, I think, with the color clash, I personally find that it gives it a bit of sort of like a, its own identity. You know, like some people love the Game Boy uh, because of the yellowy screen and the monochrome graphics. I think the, the programmers did like the most they could with the limitations of the computers and some of these programmers really pushed the system to its limits basically i mean i i love like games of monochrome i love the way you get different shades of a certain color and they really just do it you know it works wonder games like bomb jack i think works well games like robocop games like target renegade i mean target renegade's got hint, hints of colors in the background and then you've got other games that are just so much color on the screen. I'll give you an example. Don Priestley games like Trapdoor, Benny Hill, Popeye. And then you've got other games like Shadow Warriors. You've got Savage. They've got the Dan Dare games. You've got so many amazing games, you know. And this is what I love about the Specky to this day. And I think I appreciate even more now than I used to because back in the day, it was affordable, and I can see that's why the Specky worked so well. The Specky worked so well because it was cheap sort of computer. Specky Plus 2, again, it was a little bit more pricier, but it had the built-in cassette player. But the beauty was that by the time I got that, a lot of the games had been released were on a budget label anyway. So... You had magazines like Crash where you could get games. You could sort of like read the reviews. You could go to WH Smith. You could go down to John Menzies, your sort of like news agent. And there would be like racks of all these sort of like tapes there. And you'd pick them out by the sort of like, uh, whether it was Codemasters, Firebirds, you knew that those were the budget games. And it was just so amazing really it's a, it's just it still excites me to this day thinking about how excited i used to be um you know just looking at the cover art you know the cover art was the first thing that would really sell me on the game the second thing that would sell me on the game was like the company you know who was it was was it mastertonic was it codemasters was it firebird uh you know 
was it the hit squad and then it would be like who programmed this game or is it an arcade conversion because you know what arcade conversions i i love them you know i mean don't get me wrong i love the originality of some of the games like manic minor and so on like jet set willy but i also love like arcade games and back in the day arcades were like the biggest baddest thing graphics sounds music you had so many classic games and the specky bless its little heart did the best it could not all the time did it succeed but you know what i really respect the um, programmers for what they did and i would say 90 percent of the time an arcade conversion was pretty damn good and again you know i i, I don't want to knock the c64 i don't want to knock the amstrad because i love all those computers all those 8-bit computers but for me my heart belongs to the specky because that was my childhood and just doing this podcast now really brings out this nostalgic feeling you know um and also i think doing this podcast is going to help me focus on playing certain games because at the moment i have got a zx spectrum plus 2 it's in storage until i move house and uh what i'm using because i've got a few cassette tapes but i tend to use my ipad and i've got something called specky tape and i've got all my roms on there and i can load them up you know, so that's one way of doing it. But a quick, easy way is doing it on my laptop. You know, I can go to a website like World of Spectrum. I can download like a new game, an old game. And most of these sort of games are sort of free on World of Spectrum. Some of them, obviously, you can't because the programmers or the companies have not allowed you to do it. Uh, there are other ways. I won't tell you uh, where they are, but I'm sure you'll be able to find them. But websites like World of Spectrum, uh, Prince of the, uh, not Prince of the Yolk Folk, um, yolkfolk.com, uh, you know, they cater to the Specky fan and you can get some free games there as well. Well, especially the Dizzy games actually at yolkfolk.com. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I can load games via my emulator, but the problem with emulation is, okay, it's on a laptop screen and hey, not everyone feels the same way I do about it. You know, each to their own, you know, that might be the easiest way for most people, but for me... Uh, when I got back into my spec, he was via emulation, and um, I thought, wow, look at this, it, it looks amazing, it's brilliant, but then I ended up getting myself another Specky a couple of years later, and uh, I, I was like playing it on a CRT, there's just something magical about seeing the Spectrum's like color palette on a CRT, it's got like a sort of glow, really bright, that a laptop really can't capture like via emulation, and the music as well, as great as it is, Again, you have to play it via a CRT really to truly appreciate it. So, yeah, via emulation, it's a great way of doing it, really. I don't want to knock it. I think it's fantastic. And emulation has helped preserve the Specky. And World of Spectrum is one of the greatest sites ever. Um, but I find that I get lost finding which games I should play. Sometimes I think, oh, I'll play this game. And then I end up sort of like thinking, oh, well, I've died. I'll play another game. And then I'll play another game. And then I just find myself just shuffling through uh, in about an hour, playing like about, what, 20 million games without actually really playing or trying. Whereas back in the olden day, you know, I'd get my pocket money, um, you know, and I'd buy one game, which was like a budget game for $1.99. Eventually it was $2.99. Or if I saved up my money, I'd get myself like an ocean game, like an arcade conversion or something like that. And uh, they were a little bit more expensive, $9.99, $10.99, whatever it was. So... I used to spend a lot more time trying to finish games back then. And admittedly, 
I haven't finished a lot of specy games because they are pretty damn tough, but um, I, at least I used to have my energies focused on One Direction. So anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, podcast itself then. So the podcast itself, today, episode one, it's just me, Andy Godoy, talking about my memories and why I'm doing this podcast but the way the podcast is going to work then, so it's going to be about 20, 30 minute episodes once a month and I want to get guests. So it'll be some of my friends via the Get to the Chopper and I'm also going to get some uh, programmers that are people that used to work on the games, musicians, artists that used to work on the Spectrum games. So it'll be interesting to talk to them about the specy, uh, about the memories, but also the way it's going to work is whenever I do have a guest, basically my guest will pick a game and I'll play that game leading up to the episode of the podcast. And that that's good for me because I'll have something to focus my energies on and play that game. And then when we do record the podcast with my guests, whether it be just like a friend or someone from Get to the Chopper or like a programmer from the specy time, you know, I'm focused to play that particular game and every person's going to pick a different game and it's going to be great just talking about the ZX Spectrum and our memories and how it varies in contrast. So, yeah, so it's going to be once a month, probably towards the end of the month, uh, the episode's going to come out. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great sort of like playing some classics, playing some new games for the first time. And when I say new games, games that I haven't played before, but also maybe some of my friends might pick like more of a modern ZX Spectrum game. So I'm really looking forward to sort of like talking to my friends and guests and sort of like the specy legends really about like some of their favorite games and experiences. So yeah, I think I'm done and dusted. At the beginning of the um, podcast then, I played the music from ATV Simulator and sticking with a sort of a Codemaster-ish theme, I'm going to go for another 48k Codemaster game, another sort of game that had music by Dave Whittaker and that is Super Stuntman and it's from the title theme tune. See you next month guys and just to let you know my special guest will be Matthew Cannon who did the music for Batman the movie on the ZX Spectrum. Thanks very much. Goodbye.